is Market Open Podcast, bringing you engaging conversations and insights from leading ASX-listed companies. We welcome our host, Stuart Walters, for another episode, where he'll talk to the individuals behind Australia's top companies of tomorrow. Joining me today is Todd Ross, the Managing Director and CEO of Nordic Nickel, ASX Code NNL. Todd is well-versed in money and mines after amassing nearly 25 years' experience in resources. The Nordic Nickel Managing Director and CEO's specialty lies in international project and acquisition financings, an expertise that has led him and his company far north on a mission for critical minerals. Todd, welcome to Market Open Podcast. Great to see you, Stu. Thanks. What is it about Finland that caught your attention? Yeah, look, Finland's a a fascinating place. And and before I got involved with Nordic Nickel, um, I hadn't had much experience and certainly never been there. Um, But it's an incredibly prospective area for nickel and battery metals. Um, having worked for a French bank previously, I was well and truly aware about the energy transition and the requirements coming in Europe in particular for critical minerals. Um, and when I started doing my own due diligence on this project, um, for me it ended up being a bit of a no-brainer. There's the, the potential in that part of the world um, to get your foot on a, you know, pretty re- it's pretty rare to get your foot on a, on a um, greenstone belt that's of that scale and size without it already being pegged. So um, yeah, that was what attracted me to it. And the project's advantages, why are they important? Yeah, look, um, you know, that, that um, project, our flagship project's uh, called the Pulu Project. And there'd already been a lot of work done on that previously by Otokumpu, the state-owned um, Finnish mining company. Um, and what we knew from historical reports, there was already a lot of disseminated nickel that had been uncovered, um, but there hadn't really been a lot of additional work um, about using some modern um, geological methods, um, geophysics in particular. And when we started getting into the detail and we were able to re-log and re-assay some of the historical core that had been drilled previously, we um, not only did we confirm that that disseminated nickel mineralisation was already there and had been found, um, but that there was some large um, high-grade massive sulphides contained within that. So that's really got what got us excited about the project to start with. But then it was just the scale, the size of the belt that we've got, 240 square kilometre land package, uh, in an area that has had some major discoveries already. It's a little bit like rocking up in Cambolder in the 60s. You know, there's there'd been a couple of discoveries made, but the the majors were really controlling that area. Um, the big discovery that we we use as an analogue to us, it's only about 100 k's away. It's called the Sakati deposit and that's owned by Anglo-American um, and that's yeah 44 million tonnes, 1.9% nickel and 1% copper. So that's what we're after. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, that massive sulphides in, in a belt that we know is very prospective for it. Todd, what's your outlook for nickel and critical minerals in general and what differences are there being in Europe? Yeah, look, I, I think, um, what, you know, despite the negative press that we've, we've been hearing in the, in the nickel market recently, um, you know, we're going to need all of the nickel that's coming out of Indonesia and all the sulphides that unfortunately that are being shut down at the moment, they're all going to be required for the energy transition. By 2030, we'd need at least 2.8 million tonnes of new nickel coming on the market. Um, the, the difference, though, is there's a, there's a lot more of a bifurcation happening in the market, and we see a lot of the nickel that's coming out of Indonesia in particular is probably going to China. Um, you know, for us, we're about... Um, targeting and our strategies focus on the European market. So there's only two nickel mines in Europe, full stop. Um, and the EU Critical Minerals Act, which uh, was enacted last year, requires 10% of all of the raw materials that are going to be used in the energy transition to actually come from Europe. Um, at the moment, there's less than 3% being mined in, in Europe. So 
there's a big gap um, and all of the car manufacturers that I'm talking to, the OEMs and, and other mining houses in that part of the world are all desperately looking to try and secure supply. Um, one thing that people don't realise perhaps is that Finland had, you know, has a very strong mining history and it was one of the first countries in the world to, to release its national battery strategy. Um, they were well and truly positioning themselves to become a major player in, um, in the critical minerals full value chain in Europe and become a ma major battery manufacturer in Europe. So we think being part of that story, um, you know, having a big foothold in that area, opportunity to be able to build a project that the value chain already exists. There's only two smelters in the whole of Europe, um, two nickel smelters, and they're both in Finland. So we're, we're, uh, we're looking to tap into that whole market. And I think the outlook for nickel, even if the price remains flat or, you know, starts to recover, I think that we're going to see a lot more of a bifurcation of that market and then more of a demand for um, you know, ESG compliance, sustainably sourced nickel. And the plans for Nordic nickel this year? Yeah, so our, our plan really this year is, is focused on exploration and our main license areas at the Pulu project. Last year, we did 15,500 metres of drilling at our Hot Enviro license. Um, we'll be able to get the uh, an update to our maiden resource out in the next few weeks. Um, the, the maiden resource was based on historical drilling, that drilling that Hotter Kumpur had done, uh, and that's already got 278,000 tonnes of contained nickel. Um, we've now done another 15,500 metres, so we'll get an update to that resource out. As I said, the next steps after that is um, releasing the metallurgical test work. So we've kicked off that campaign as well. Um, and then we're looking to do further exploration work at, at the belt uh, throughout the Pulu project, both at Hot Envara, um, where we've got the current drilling, and then up at Holt Envara, which is a new license area that was granted late last year. We all know how important your shareholders are for any public company. What can they expect for value drivers this year? Yeah, look, I think for our shareholders, it's it's another exciting year. Despite the um, the market conditions, things haven't changed really. I mean, the the end game is that there's a big demand coming. Um, we have to just really knuckle down and get on with what we can control, which is the exploration work that we're undertaking, being able to deliver on on the results of that updated resource and the metallurgical test work. I think for shareholders, they can get um, yeah, they can see a lot of value coming and get excited about the future with those those major results that are going to be coming out. Um, and just seeing how we can unlock that potential and, and look at partnerships with other, other corporates as well. Lastly, if you fast forward 12 months from now, what makes a successful year for you and the Nordic Nickel team? Yeah, look, I think in 12 months time for us, um, we'll have secured our, our funding package for um, exploring the whole, the whole belt. Um, as I mentioned briefly just then, we're, we're looking at partnerships with other corporates out there that will be able to support us. But really the, the big value driver will be delivering on um, that updated resource and the MET test work um, and then exciting results coming from, from the drilling that we're looking to do up at the Holton Barra Licence area. It's clearly an exciting time for you and the team. I will follow with interest and wish you all the best over the next 12 months. Todd, thanks for joining me today on Market Open Podcast. I look forward to having you on again soon. Thanks for having me. That concludes another episode of Market Open Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, LinkedIn, Twitter, rss.com and marketopen.com.au. Until next time, happy investing. The content of this podcast is intended to be general in nature and is not personal financial product advice. It does not address the circumstances of any individual or entity. You should not construe any of this information or other part of this material as legal, tax, investment, financial, 
or other professional advice. Market Open and its employees are not financial advisors. You should consider seeking independent, legal, financial taxation or other advice to check how any information relates to your unique circumstances. Nothing contained in this podcast constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Market Open or any third party to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments in this or any jurisdiction in which such solicitation or offer would be unlawful under the security laws of such jurisdiction.